is uh, his, what's his name? Dick Cheney? Yeah, Christian Bale plays Dick Cheney. And I heard on the radio when it came out, like they were interviewing the director. And he's like, you know, when Christian Bale, he gained all this weight to play Dick Cheney. He like did all this stuff. When he came on set the first time as Dick Cheney, people on the set thought that Dick Cheney visited the set. They're like, oh my God, like he really came, right? But not, that's not what I find amazing about it. What's amazing about it is that because he's one of those like actors that like really stick to a role and stays in the role and everything else, what happened? He starts getting high blood pressure, his cholesterol goes up, all these things are happening, right? And you could say, yeah, because he gained weight for the role. But he also... Took on the energy? Or... He took on that energy, and of course, right? Because you're doing all this weight and all that. But the thing is, is like something changed. There was a physiological response to a mental thing. I'm going to do this, and the physiology followed. You know what I'm trying to say? Mm -hmm. So what if we just change that? And, and, and uh, the reason I think I'm talking with energy, because like, I, I get tired of it. Because like, I feel safe being little Paul. I, I'm, 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 I feel safer being that. But now life is telling me, sorry, man, you can't do that anymore. Now you have a kid, now you have a wife, and they're dependent on you, and life is asking you something different, right? And it's like, it's like those honeysuckles outside my window. I planted them there. I know they're invasive because I love opening the window and I love the smell of the honeysuckle. Like it fills up the house. It's awesome, right? But if the honeysuckle stays closed and never blooms, what the fuck is the point of it? Yeah. Right? And I feel it. Like I feel like life is saying, well, now it's time for your petals to open up. And it's like that scariness of like, what am I going to smell like? You know what I mean? But mm -hmm. you know what I realized? Even if I smell like shit, at least it's my shit. At least it's my, my truth. It's my smell. And at least I know it and it's distinct. And that's what life wanted to manifest through me. You know what I mean? Because there's a million other people that we can be like. But why? Right? Like life is already manifesting through them. But it's manifesting through you. And if I go back to that thing we were talking about, like God meeting God, wouldn't God, wouldn't God want to see himself in the most unique mm -hmm. way? And we all are. And I don't know why I'm... Pre maybe I'm, t I'm trying to tell you something because I'm trying to tell myself that, to tell you the truth. But I do well, feel... I think that. we're alike. So that whatever you're saying applies to the both of us. Yeah, and I get it because we come from a very similar background, right? Mm -hmm. We're both Italians. We come from like these big families and they're like... And you get like pigeonholed into this like... You know what I mean? It's like that guy that played Kramer and now he's like stuck being Kramer. He can never be anything else. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? But you know what? Maybe... You know, it's like life is like the, your movie agent. It's like, I got you a new role. You know what I mean? It's like, all right, good. I'm done playing Kramer. I want to yeah. do something else now. You know what I mean? Or you can keep playing Kramer because that's what you know how to do. And you like do appearances at the malls and stuff. <laughs> you know what I mean? You know what I'm talking about? You know what I mean? There's ones that they were big in the 80s and now they're just like doing like appearances at car shows and stuff like that. Or you can do the new, the new, the new movie. <laughs> I don't know if that makes sense. I <laughs> think that sense. was beautiful. It was very well said. And in a way that I think, you know, that I think it sunk in. Not sunk in, but it hit home. Yeah. One of the things that I, that I used in the past, or I reminded myself, I use the book, the, A Course in Miracle, often. 
while I was learning to navigate through these realms and, you know, dealing with my own stuff. And the Course of Miracles, there is one lesson that is about specialness and not to seek specialness. If you want to... If you want to not get caught up in your ego or in your insecurities and your wounding, one of the better ways to do it is to just not do it, to seek specialness. There's nothing, you know, so whether or not you have abilities, whether or not you're doing, you can do something, it's the same as the fact, it's as special as you being able to build the furniture. You have a great talent into, with creativity, into manipulating wood and turning it into whatever it is that you want to. Nobody's coming around and questioning whether or not you know what you're doing when it comes down to building, mm-hmm. you know, furniture. So the same is for anything else. So you can either be special at everything and even the mundane and see it as, you know, something special. But then you want to recognize the fact that, let's say, you can touch your toes. That's very special and makes you extremely special. So either you go for something very mundane or you just eliminate specialness altogether and you just say, it's just another thing. It's just something that I do, and it doesn't have to be special, you know? It's just part of you, and you get to define how you make it part of yourself and how, you know, important that is. Many people use their specialness to create an identity, and then when that is threatened by things not going the right way, then you lose that identity, and then you get into that predicament of... um, finding yourself in this really bad stop and actually it reinforces even more the the frailty that you that one already had it within themselves. So it's really not the place to go. So eliminate specialness. There's nothing it's not about specialness. It's nothing to do with that. That's what stands between most people and getting somewhere else. Yeah, I think and, you're right. And just just a, you know, just another part of me. In fact like I don't even think it's a big deal if you ever do channel again. I just think that because the way you talked about it and the way there was like this fear and there was like a block there, I just feel like it's just worth looking into. That's all. Yeah, mm-hmm. I you know what I mean? Because like, you know, like even with that, like what I was talking about that guy touching my ass and stuff like that, when I, when I realized that and it was like, oh, I really need to work on this area, right? And when I started doing that, like through therapy and Layla helped me and stuff like that, the amount of reserve of energy that came from that I can't believe it. Like, I couldn't believe, like, how how just by talking and releasing something, it was like, I'm not kidding. It felt like I had, like, a reservoir of energy that I didn't... And I'm not I'm talking like... Maybe a Kundalini? I don't know. I don't even know, like... I don't even worry about putting a name to it, I'll be honest with you. All I know is, like, I just felt good. And I just felt like... Like, I had, I, I had energy that I didn't have before. Like, I felt like... I, I, you know, obviously it was the oldest I've ever been at that time, and I felt better than I did in my 20s. You know what I mean? It's just, it, it was like, um, I don't know. You know, when I was small, my, my grandpa in the garden, he would do the thing where he had the plants, and he would have these little, like, ditches where the water would go in, and then when the water would come down, he would just get the hoe and, like, move the dirt, and then it would go down, and then he would go move the dirt a little bit, and then it would go down. That's what it felt like. It felt like by working on it, it's like, so I went like this and just moved that little bit of dirt and then all that, like it just got released. That's mm-hmm. what it felt like. And to me, that's real acupuncture. Because what's acupuncture, you're just moving things that are blocked, yeah. right? And I feel like that's real acupuncture and it was done by words. Done by words. Well, it, got, it started by, by inappropriate touching, but that's... <laughs> <laughs> well, it was appropriate because it was done by well, specialists. Yeah, exactly, you know, yeah, but... yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, but that's that's the thing. That's that's another thing that I also know. Like a lot of people have this struggle of having a session over the phone or even uh, remote because you need to be in person to make sure that it's happening. But really, you don't need that. I can right. just anyone can just intend for something to happen. For you, that shift of energy was specifically around your sacral, and it was all the energy was actually like uniform, like it was creating cone going towards the area from here up towards this way. And that's because it was a block. So they readjusted your chakra. But yes, words are extremely powerful. It's why, you know, having the same dialogue about something, it's one of the most dangerous things that we can do to ourselves because it will prevent us from ever giving ourselves a chance or possibility to be in a different place. And then we sit there saying, but why is this happening to me? Why am I still experiencing this? Why isn't life better for me? And it's like, well... What is the most frequent thoughts that you have about yourself? Yeah. And that's, that's it. But, but Simona, can I ask you something yeah. on that? But the way, like, like the way we're having thoughts about ourselves and it's creating our reality, at the same time, and this goes back to you speaking earlier about destiny, was the, like, how I said like, before like, Razul ever came, there was like, I almost felt like there was like, this prep. Right? Like how I felt, I felt the feeling come uh, these two other times beforehand. And I was like, what is that? And then when I had that happen, Razul came. It's almost, so I don't know, it's almost like I felt it and then something about that happening, it happened. So I don't know if it's like the block, there was like something that moved that allowed Razul to come or it's almost like Razul is like, I already know this is going to happen and I'm just waiting. Because he, he, what he always says, he, like something that he said on occasion was like, Paolo, it's time that you've joined us. You always look at all these saints and all these things. He goes, but you, it's time that you join us. In fact, you already have joined us. You just don't realize it yet. Mm-hmm. Right? And this, so it's going back to that thing of time. Exactly. And it's something that he always talks about. He's like, what you're looking for, you're already there. Yes. Stop with the techniques. Stop with all this bullshit and just be already. Right? And, and my thing is like, yeah, but How? How? Never tells me a technique. And he always says, use techniques if you feel like you need it. But you don't. In the end, you know what you're looking for. You know what you're looking for. You know why you came here. You know what you're looking for. And it doesn't have to do with techniques. It doesn't do with, have to do with meditation. It doesn't have to do with... So mm-hmm. the thing is, is like he's telling me something in the present. And he's telling me something about the future. But he's also telling me that they're already happened. So, yeah, so I, at the same time, going looking at that, it's kind of like this conversation, right? It's what if I'm, we're having this conversation, but you already did pass this. You already did o- already overcome this issue. You know what I mean? I don't know. It's weird. Like, I, I'm talking to you, but I'm trying to work it myself and work yeah. myself out at the same time. So I'll, I'll give you the solution. So the way to think about time, you know, remember how I said before, you, you see yourself this? in... This yes. would be good. Okay. Yeah. Uh, you know how you see yourself in the center and you have these bubbles of times, their consciousness. What if you were to believe that you're connected to all that you've ever been at all times, to all those consciousness, and that you have a direct connection to them, to your past and present and future self and to all that you've ever been? We do have a connection to that. If you were to accept that as truth, and you just sat there and you actually asked, all right, love that, love that idea. I'm embracing it. 
can you please take me down somewhere's path, which I've done, I still do, I love doing this, I'll sit there, and I call it meditation, I hate to meditate, so for anybody that is out there, just know my meditation lasts about 30 seconds, and that's as far as I'm going to take it, but I love doing journeys, where I sit there, and I ask my guides, and I don't need to know who it is, or whether or not it's true, or whatever, and I say, just take me somewhere, and it's usually anywhere where there's a consciousness that is part of me, where I can just experience somewhere else's world or another part of me or something else. I oftentimes, I've used it for painting, and I've asked them to show me, how do I paint this? How do I fix this? How do I learn this technique? And what do I have to do? And I've been given instruction of showing how other people in the ancient times, they did it certain things, and I was like, that is amazingly cool. Thank you so much, and come back. But, you know, but the thing is, if what you're talking about, Paolo, and what, you know, the really fast way to do it is to think that, to actually embrace and acknowledge and make it your truth, that you already are connected to all these consciousness that are part in time. Time is collected in, in the form of a bubble of consciousness. Same as our inner children, our ego, which is the inner children temperament. It's holding on to these memories because, and we are, they're usually closer to ourselves and interact with us because we still have such a strong emotional connection to it because we think about it all the time. And we create a pathway to that over and over and over again. If we were to create that pathway, then that consciousness will no longer interfere. But each thought is a consciousness, you know, it's actually a life living thing that actually creates something. And we have to be very careful about that. But the truth is that you also have the information and the consciousness of a much of an already solved self. And oftentimes they'll show me something in the future that's just say, you already did it. Just just get over it and just do it because you've already done it. <laughs> you know, and that makes it easier. But at the same time, even just knowing that or at least make it so that it's your truth will it can definitely help a lot into seeing yourself in a different version. I mean, it, it reminds me kind of like it's going back to what you were saying before about the carrot or the seed. Yes. Like no matter what, even if you say like, well, am I just making this up? Either way, it, it, it's sprouting a seed inside of yes. you. Or it's dangling. Or like if you said like, you already done it. So it's almost like that carrot to be like, you already did it. All right, good. Now let me just go and I'll, mm. let me get there already because I know I'm going to get there already because I got there already. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And what does it matter if it's true or not in that sense? Like, I think half of the world is based on things that we think are true and it's not. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like, we still think, I'm going to go to a certain point and it becomes Canada. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it, I feel like it's absurd to me. Like, we, we, we have these, like, fake things. Like, I'm going to go, you know, I'm going to go to Stockton, New Jersey, and for some reason now I'm going to pay higher taxes. You know, or whatever it is. Like, we just have these ideas of these things. I don't know. So, and we buy into it. You know what I mean? Like, try to convince the raccoon in Jersey. You know what I mean? That he's in New Jersey. You know what I'm saying? I think a lot of it's kind of absurd. So we're already living in absurdity anyway. But we made it true. Because guess what? If I go to New Jersey, I got to pay New Jersey taxes. Right? Why? If it's not really real, it's based on something that we just agreed to, to, to believe that it's true. So I, I just feel like I'm tired of believing in everyone else's truth. What's mine? That's why I don't even want to believe in... Like, I grew up Catholic, and I, 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 you see, I talk about the saying, it's something in Jesus, going, you know, Jesus, and, you know, these people are like my heroes. 
but at the same time, I don't buy into it a lot of it anymore because just like the kid of the African kid, that was another thing that Razul said. Like I compare, I used to compare myself to St. Francis of Assisi, right? Because to me, he was like, this guy's like the gangster of all holy people. Like he, he, he really did it, right? He wasn't this guy that had this like, he came into this world with this talent of healing people or, you know, whatever it was. Like he went through the grind and tried to purify himself. And I think that's why, you know, across many cultures, people have a lot of respect for him. But at the same time, I also learned like, but I'm not him, right? That yeah. was his, that's his truth that he was finding. What, what's the aspect of my truth, right? Because there's already Franciscans that are trying to live that, right? Or, or live, you know, the Buddhist, the, the, the truth of the Buddhism or the Sufis or the whatever it is. And they're all beautiful because I think they're all aspects of that oneness, whether it be, you know, love or non-attachment or whatever it is. I just want to know what I am. Like, I want to know what this is. You know what I mean? Again, like, about, like, going using the honeysuckle. Like, I would just want to know, like, what, am I a honeysuckle? Am I, um, I don't know, something else? You know what I mean? A dandelion? Whatever it is. And I, it doesn't need to be defined. It's just, it's a knowing. Like, it's a knowing. Like, what are my properties? You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. What are, what, uh, it's the same thing I talk about that in, in herbs a lot. You know, we talk about in herbs, you have a, uh, in Chinese medicine, it's never one herb that's by itself. Like take this for your headache or take that. It's usually how herbs function together. And I remember before, and I, I know Christina sounds like I'm repeating myself. I remember before, like when I was going through stuff, I kind of felt like this little bit of anger towards my cousin Frankie. Cause I'm like, man, I'm always there for him. But he's he, like, when I need him, to, when I need someone to talk to, he, he's, he. He's not there for me. Like he knows I'm going through something. He's not there. And I felt like a true anger towards him. Mm -hmm. But then I just realized like, yeah, but it's just like ginger. Like if you have constipation, you're not using ginger. Well, maybe you are in some cases, but like, you know, whatever, restless legs. You're not going to use ginger. You know what I mean? But, but for restless legs, you would maybe use a different type of herb. And I felt like, but at the same time, when Layla moved her office like twice, he was right. He was one right there with his truck to help move everything. That's the type of herb he is. He's there for you in that way, you know. What I mean? And I'm there for you, him, and, and and I'm there for people there to like listen to and talk with and everything else. So it's almost like I'm gonna get mad at him because he's not the same herb as I am. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? It didn't make sense, but that also gave me a clue into who I am, right? It, 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 by that contrast, I started to learn like, oh, these are my properties. Like these are the type of properties I have. Like, you know, just the way the ginger is very warming or whatever it is. And you start to see, see what you are. And then I feel like, and then just use it. And then just like, I don't know. You know what I'm trying to say? Yeah. Just like to just be it. And again, it's not a, I think that was my issue in my 20s is I felt like I needed to be something. You know what I mean? Like, oh, I need to be something in order to do something. But then there's that thing of specialness. But it's important in your 20s and early teens because you're trying to create your identity, you know, yeah, you're separating from your, from your parents and you're creating yourself, you're deciding who you are and embracing parts of yourself and maybe merging with those that you discarded. But, you know, that's a process that we do throughout life until we feel better. I think another thing that helped me, I think that's beautiful what you just said, and it's very, you know, I love about, you know, to identify the person, you know, think of it as if you're an herb or 
plant or a flower and it has tons of properties and you can be that it changes you know as time goes by and you can you should give yourself permission to change yourself in whichever way suits you as you evolve or you you know embrace learning you know whichever way you want to call it i try to really not label all that one of the things that really helped whether or not you want to believe it or not and this is something that i invite many people to do i don't think i've ever shared this so it's probably a new thing but it's to actually spend a day with some of your favorite deity. Invite a deity, saint, guy, spirit guides, whoever you want, to spend a day with you. Ask him to come within your consciousness, within your body. Ask him to invite them in. And sometimes you may not necessarily feel them. If you don't feel them as much or you don't have a sensation, it could be for many different things, but the main reason is probably because your wounding are interfering. And that, I think, is why when you talk about that energy, they, were, they moved from you and then you felt that angel coming in, is that um, because oftentimes that creates interference and then that needs to be overcome. And if you're nearing the time in your timeline when that is supposed to happen, Sometimes miraculous intervention will just come in and they'll force it because you need to get past because that's part of your life path and they'll make it happen. Sometimes they're just waiting for you to do it and it can take a while. But you can always invite to spend a day with someone. And what it happens if you ask them to come in and especially invite them within your body, within your consciousness, you get to actually adjust your physical body to their frequency and some of it retain, remains with you. And what that does Either or it gets you a chance to step outside of your usual being and it gives you a chance to perceive things from a different perspective. Mm -hmm. You may not necessarily always feel it. You can try also different beings will give you different sensation and you get to learn yourself better. So I found that that's helped me a ton in the past into getting a taste of living my world through the eyes of some of these beings and also then figuring out also who I am and learning how I respond to their energies.